The third night was finally upon Chuzon Fur, and it was with great trepidation that he almost tiptoed to the old Gaudi's hut once more, ready for the last part of the story. As before, she was waiting for him, but it seemed almost like she was weighed down, her body half slumped as she watched over the fire. Time for your last lesson, child, she muttered as he approached, and he nodded in silence. He wanted to ask if she was ill or hurt, but couldn't think of a way to phrase it. And, despite himself, he wanted to hear as much about his tribe as he could tonight, if this was indeed to be his last lesson. Very well, then, sit down. Let us begin with the return of great Fenris. Her voice was labored as she spoke. He came back to us, you know, to help reunite our bickering factions and ensure that we remained focused on our sacred task. Mother Gaia had turned him into an incarna during his time in the Umbra, making him into an eternal being and the totem of our entire tribe. Indeed, he brought us together, made us see beyond borders, a human creation, and reforged our purpose. But naturally, it was not to last, for great Fenris had come back to us to lead us into battle against Wotan, who had risen once more. His soul thrice damned from a deal he had made with the worm, and as the battle raged in the Ural, the place of our ancestral cairn, Wotan's forces were slain, but at a terrible cost. Great Fenris was bound in silver chains beyond the gauntlet, and we were unable to free him. Traitorous curs wielded ancient magics to bind him, but even as they were disposed of, one of them, Tyr, was roused from his weakness and demanded to be slain for his treachery. Tyr was one of our kind, but Fenris would not allow him the peace of death. He would live with the knowledge of his treachery, and he would go on to found the camp of Hand of Tyr, one of the fiercest and most violent groups of our kind. Wotan, or Odin, was supposedly destroyed that day, crushed by great Fenris, yet I know for a fact that his soul has been reborn once more, and that he threatens to stir. Perhaps his full awakening will be the first sign of Ragnarok. Great Fenris has since been unable to fully leave the Umbra, and many fear that this was Wotan's goal, to prevent our founding father from joining us on the day of reckoning, and thus weakening us for the end war. Once Fell let out a long sigh and shook her head. For many years we would involve ourselves with the affairs of the humans, more often than not in a violent manner, and when the Europeans went to the Americas we travelled with them, retracing the journeys of our ancestors. Of course the Wendigo still despised us, blaming their problems on us and waged a bloody war against us so-called wormbringers, but the Yuktina and Croatan were more sensible. We make sure to honor the memory of the Croatan as often and loudly as we can. They succeeded where the White Howlers failed, and for this we are them eternally grateful. She paused for a while and stirred in the fire with a long stick, the embers sending little flickers of fire trailing off into the night. The Great War, the First World War, was a horrible event and wholly caused by humans. We initially had no interest in getting involved, but as it dragged on, and with the atrocities committed, 
we could not stand aside. Unfortunately, nationalism, pride, and ideology had all dug their claws into our already boneheaded ancestors, and great rifts were formed once more as Get fought Get simply because they wore the collars of the enemy. Without great Fenris to guide us, we once again became short-sighted and hasty in our decisions. The Second World War would further dig those trenches. The worm had corrupted the soul of humanity so thoroughly that it only took twenty years before it had drummed up enough support for another war on a scale the world had never seen before. At the root of the ideology that fueled the Nazis' belief was that of a superior breed of humans that their ancestors supposedly descended from. Some among our tribe accepted this belief, and some even claimed... Some even claim... She spat on the ground. That we, the Get of Fenris, are these so-called Ubermensch, descended from Seekon. Once Feld shook her head angrily. This choose on fur is what I spoke of earlier. Not the human belief, misguided as it may have been, but ours. We are half human, half wolf, young Cleoth. She spoke with more strength than she had at any point earlier when she said this. We may be descended from Sigun, but we are not more than that. To believe ourselves inherently superior than our two halves is to invite a worm into our hearts. Greatness of Garou come from our strength, our purpose, and our sacrifice. Never forget that. You are not born a hero, you become one through your deeds. And these misguided fools sought to topple great Fenris's teachings by proclaiming themselves genetically superior to all others. She was breathing hard, and Chu Fur reached out a careful hand, but she swatted it away. There is no time to dwell on this. Simply know that there are those, still today, who will argue this. They will say that because Sigyn was more than human, and Fenris more than wolf, so are we more than both, and more than other Garou. This is a dangerous path to walk, a destructive path. We destroyed those Get who sided with the Nazis. But try as we might, some of their ideals are so deeply rooted amongst us that we will perhaps never be rid of them. And that is our burden to bear. That is our shame. I feel that this is enough history for now. No doubt the events of the 1900s are all incredibly important and vital to understand our tribe's current standings. But anyone can tell you all about that. But if you won't understand the nuances of our tribe's traditions and cultures, you will become the laughingstock of our sept, and we cannot have that. We have five auspices, just like all the other tribes, but we refer to them as Rotagar, Godi, Forseti, Skaldi, and Modi. Ragabash, Thurge, Philodox, Galliard, and Arun, respectively. We also have other words for the triad whom we instead refer to as Edda, the Weaver, Motir, the Wild, and Jormungandr, the Worm. 
These are terms all get should know, lest they make a fool of themselves during our moots. You will find that there are some godi of our tribe who will claim that there are unique spirits who will serve and aid uh, only us. These spirits, they claim, are descendants from great Fenris as well. While I certainly see their arguments, you can also find other incarnations of these spirits with other tribes, and the arguments that the ravens, the Hrafen, uh, favor the Rotagar of our tribe above others is, uh, frankly, a laughable notion. Maybe enough spirits that some particularly rustic and dogmatic Godi has gotten it in his head that we are chosen by them, who knows. Still, we honor the Surtur, the fire giants, who for some reason are kind to us, where the Jotun, the ice giants, were not, and the Norns are certainly Norse, to some extent. Just don't tell our high-strung thirge about the Moirai, the Roman fates, or any of the multitudes of other goddesses throughout history that did more or less the same thing. Perhaps these spirits simply chose to appear to us as Erd, Skuld, and Verdandi because it makes it easier for all parties involved. Onesfeld gave a soft chuckle, clearly having recovered from her fit of embitterment earlier, but then her vision grew dark again. And on the topic of women, things have changed luckily in the last few years in regards to how our tribe perceive women choose on fur. She gave him a stern look. But it is far from fixed. We are a tribe of thick-headed oaves, and some of our less bright siblings may decide that valor in combat is the only true measuring stick. They see the lack of female warriors around them and draw the conclusion, wrongly I might add, that women are not capable of becoming warriors like them. It never occurs to him that we do, and we have, and we can, but that so many of us grew tired of these loudly voiced opinions that we left the tribe of our ancestors for once more welcoming and open to the idea that maybe what's between your legs isn't a good measuring rod for how good of a fighter you are. Many have tried to blame this development on Homid society and its influence, and I suppose there may be a bit of truth in that, for many years, women and men were told that there were only a certain few things that each sex could do, and so most would politely get in line for that, and think little more of it. Yet keep in mind that our grandmother Sigun was a wise and powerful general of her people while she could still bear children. Presumably she was quite young. I have my own theory on why that is not evidence enough that women can do the job just as well, but I will keep it to myself. Regardless, our tribe is changing, which is as much of a surprise to me as you, I am certain. Men and women can do each other's jobs just as well, and I am sure there are many of our men who are more comfortable helping our tribe in other ways than dying young on the battlefield, even if that is, of course, the greatest honor, and so on. Our rites of passage are also often equally grueling and martially focused. It may as well be called a gauntlet of combat. Yours was a bit different, of course, because our tribe is nowhere near as prevalent in this sept as it may be in others. Still, you did well, so do not ever let anyone say otherwise. Choose on fur grew a bit at those words. You have proven yourself worthy of being chosen by great Fenris, and no one can take that from you, unless you bring great dishonor upon our tribe. 
Fewer of our kind are born of lupus with each passing year, and that is a tragedy. Like so many other tribes, we are losing touch with Gaia and those closest to her, and many of our worst traits can be traced to humanity's trends and influence that has been seeping into our tribe. Of course, if we are as superior as some would tell you, I fail to see how the inferior humans could affect us so, but that is neither here nor there. I have mentioned the Hand of Tyr, but there are a few other camps in our tribe who have distinctly different perspectives on things. One of them is the Valkyria of Freya, who is a faction of female ghetto fenris often found outside our ancestral homelands, where they stand up for the rights and strengths of women of our kind. The Fangs of Garm work hard to integrate our tribe with the others in the Garu Nation, as they believe that only through unity can we reach a concord. A noble goal, although one can debate whether the Garu nation as it now stands is worthy of survival. Mjolnir's thunder, named after Thor's hammer, are the hand of Tyr without any mercy left in them. They are vicious murderers who will kill anything tainted or even touched by the whim. There is no talking to these vicious killers, and I suggest you avoid them. If they thought you had what it takes to join their ranks, they would have already found you. The glorious fist of Wotan, named, for some reason, after our worst enemy, has decided that for Gaia to survive, humanity must be destroyed. Just as paradoxical as their name, I suppose. I'm certain they get along well with the Red Talons. There are a few other camps as well, but for now this information will suffice. Once Feld got up suddenly from where she was sitting, and as she did she shifted into lupus as fluid as water poured into the ocean. If he hadn't seen it happen, he would never have noticed her changing. She was an impressive wolf, yet it was clear that her age was starting to get to her, white tufts of fur here and there, and a certain crookedness to the back. We have spoken long enough about our tribe's past and its failings, and successes, young one, she growled in the high tongue. It is time for you to take all that you have learned and put it into practice. Now we will run until we reach the sept of the big bear in the east. There you will retell all of what I have told you to our elders, and they will judge to see if you are worthy of becoming my successor. Choose on Fur couldn't believe what he was hearing. Successor? Him? But he was just... just a pup? She predicted what he was thinking. Be that as it may, I am not getting any younger, and someone needs to instruct the next generation of clueless whelps when they have their first change. And who better than someone as young and full of life as you, hmm? She set off into the darkness, and Chuson Fur had only a moment of doubt before he changed too, having to push himself to catch up with her. And as they both ran through the woods, the sound of their paws hitting the forest floor rhythmically, he wondered suddenly where he would start, and if he dared to be quite as irreverent of his tribe as once Feld had been. At least, he thought, as he spotted the crescent moon through the trees, there would be plenty of time to decide before they arrived. The four grandchildren of Cain wait patiently for the time of judgment to arise. Snow, wise beyond his years and powerful in his compassion. Bambi Parsons, a leader with an unbreakable will. 
Procyon reborn as a god amongst Cain's angels, who we pray unto for our salvation, and Dugal, whose thirst for blood is matched only by his strength of will. Their childhood, the Methuselah, control our every move through their timeless jihad. They are her satanic majesty Danny, whose mere presence chills the heart, Socrates Johnson, a masterful craftsman of stories, Lauren Eason, a trustworthy ally and friend, and Alexander Kanehurst, inquisitive explorer of the world of darkness. On the Council of the Primogen are seated Edward Reed, Colin Gifford, Zero Six, Ian Nichols, the Black Friar, Ravenfang, Brad Hardwick, Pilgrim, Get of Mathrox, and Michelle Light, wise leaders and of good judgment. Joining them is the esteemed Autumn Alchemist, whose concoctions and skills thereof are sure to serve the Council well. This week, the Council would wish to welcome the elders Lustful Man 76 and Dylan William Haney, kindred whose wisdom has earned them the respect of their peers. We would also wish to welcome the ancillae Victor Quirot and Bookus Wookus, who likewise have ascended in the eyes of their fellow vampires. Naturally, all our elders, ancillae, and neonates receive our gratitude from the bottoms of our hearts. Without your support, this would not be possible. And thank you for watching. The full moon rises and Gaia's warriors strike out into the night. Tremble, servants of the Wyrm.